Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yes, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. What up? How you doing, people? Uh, Fran, it is a different type of setup because we are kind of mid-weekend, so I have no exciting news as far as Game of Thrones because it's still a full 24 hours away. We're recording on a, we're recording on a Saturday evening, so I'm a little melancholy because usually on Sunday I'm, I got the juices flowing because it's like only few hours until Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is, we're going to get through this and we're going to push through. How was your week? Because the week just ended, I guess, you know, Saturday. So yeah. how was your week this week? It was cool. Nothing out of usual, so. Nothing, nothing to report? Nah, everything's cool. I watched um, the Ted Bundy. Uh, the movie? The movie. I didn't get around to that. What was what's your, what's your review on that? Um, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad? Wasn't bad. Wasn't great? Um... Nah, no. it wasn't bad. Just, but not bad. Well, it wasn't bad. Because no. the, the reviews I've been hearing are people being like, it, I, they didn't like it. And it was kind of They didn't like the perspective it was from and all that kind of stuff. I'm still going to watch it, of yeah. course, mm-hmm. because it's what we talk about. But um, not Ted Bundy specifically. But mm-hmm. it is true crime related, and I want to check it out when I get a chance. I did finish the act, though. That was one thing I did this week. Two, so, two... The big thing that for me this week is I returned to work, mm-hmm. uh, so give it up for me. Uh, you know, I returned to work in, 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 a, in full capacity, I would say, um, even though I, I started back on Wednesday. Had to get some stuff paperwork-wise with my job sorted before I could officially go back, so I took until Wednesday. But I still worked a full week from then on, so that's that's very big for me. I was mm-hmm. very happy to get out of the house. Um, that was... That first day, it was like uh, that first day of school vibe. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that in a decade. We graduated high school so yeah. long ago. So that, you know, oh, what am I going to wear? And oh, I'm, oh, I can't wait to see people and get the, you know, that is like the last day of summer feel. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. I got up before the alarm. Like my yeah. alarm was set for like 630. I got up at like 615, mm-hmm. got up did some push-ups and some stretches. Yeah. And it was very exciting. I don't yeah. know if that feeling is going to go away, but I hope it doesn't because that, uh, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. So any kind of thing that makes me wake up and my eyes don't burn and like, you're like, what? Yeah. Uh, so anything that helps me get up is very, um, a, a positive thing. But I think, I, yeah. I think you having your car also contributed to that. Thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I was like, let me go, let me go ahead. So let me go yeah. ahead. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, it's just, a, I, it was, it was, uh, I ate my breakfast in the house. Yep. Which when my last car was like put in a cup, yeah, I put it in a cup, <laughs> some oatmeal while I'm driving, drive with my foot yeah. on my knee and eat the oatmeal. I was like, 
no food in the car, so nope. I'm going to eat this at the table, and you know, yep. then I'll drive the car once I've ingested <laughs> my meal as a professional. Uh, so, yeah, it's very different scheduling these days with with, with a new car yeah. that you actually like and want to yeah. keep clean and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I did, I finished the act. I thought it was great. I thought that the um, ending did kind of... So the act is based on Mommy Dead and Dears, which we saw, and... Um, it is about Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her. She killed her. She had her boyfriend kill her mom, and they had they they acted oh, it out. Oh, like that show. Oh, that. I thought yeah. it was called Gypsy. You thought what? I thought it was called Gypsy. You thought the show was called Gypsy? Yeah. No, it's not like an '80s uh, <laughs> sitcom where it's like. <laughs> is it a? Is it's it a docu series? No, no. It's like um. I don't know what they call it. Like they acted it out. It's like a biopic show. Oh. They okay. got actors to play all the people and oh, all that okay. kind of stuff, and it was well acted. But the last episode just kind of. It's like, oh, they got caught, she went to jail, and then and I thought they were going to maybe do a little bit more of the, the court process mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They kind of rushed through that, which I didn't really care for a lot. But I know you know the story. It wasn't yeah. like it didn't go the way... It showed you everything, how the story laid out, mm-hmm. but I thought they were going to maybe, you know, show a little bit more of the court proceedings and maybe a little... But they didn't. They kind of just were like... They did it with the credit stuff, where it was like, Gypsy Rose oh, is yeah. in jail now. Mm-hmm. She got sentenced. And that's how... They, and that's cool. Um, I would give that a solid 8 out of 10. I thought it was I thought it was well acted and it was very um, 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 accurate. Mm-hmm. It was very accurate to the documentary specifically. Like, okay. there were moments in the show where you're like, there's a moment... From the documentary, that was low key one of my favorite moments of the thing. It's not the, the story is tragic, but there's this moment they have like cell phone footage of them after they killed Gypsy's mom, mm-hmm. and they're in like a motel and they're eating brownies out of a tray. Which I don't even know where you bake brownies in a Super Eight motel, but that's none of my business. So they're eating brownies and you know they're all happy and shit or whatever. And uh, Gypsy goes, you know, her voice is always her voice high pitch. Oh yeah, yeah. The okay. girl nailed it, but not. Remember we were having that discussion about like how if you did a Mike Tyson movie or a Michael Jackson movie, it could be comedic unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't. She didn't do it in a way that was like this isn't. This is just silly. Oh, okay. She kind of nailed it. So okay. Very Good. kudos to the young actress that did that. But there's a scene where she's like, uh, he's eating brownies. But later, he's going to be eating me. <laughs> and it's like, what? You know, so like when you when I watched the documentary, I had to pause it because I was like, what did she just say? It's like, what? And she just murdered a person. It's so funny. I don't know why. I guess she thought she was, oh, she was being uh, naughty. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be sexy or whatever. But the is silly she like, voice. Is she like bald? Yeah. Well, she has wigs. Oh. She got wigs for days. Mm. Takashi 6ix9ine wig Red uh, Black Widow from uh, uh, the Marvel movies wig she has hella wigs mm. I think she's wearing a Takashi 6ix9ine wig when she says that but they so yeah, basically yeah. the in the show they get to the murder they go and run away from the house they get dropped off at a motel and I'm like I'm, I'm, I turned to Sierra and I said if they do the brownies thing I'm gonna lose my mind but the so but you can they're in the motel the motel looks like the I was getting the, the jitters because I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's coming. I feel like yeah. they're going to do it because everything has been kind of spot on with the documentary. Uh. So they're doing the thing and they're laying in bed and he's eating snacks. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's <laughs> about to happen. He's eating the snacks. And she goes, and she's got a like a camera phone or like a whatever in her hand. She goes, he's eating brownies. <laughs> but later he's going to be eating me. I paused the thing. I paused the TV. I started laughing. I had to get up and walk away because I, I was like, I was, it was like I was praying for it. You know, it's uh, like when your favorite pitcher, I mean, your favorite batter gets up to a plate and you're like, he's going to knock this out of the park. Yeah. You're like, I'm fucking, if he knocks, if he hits a home run, I'm going to lose my shit. Knocked it. Oh, 
uh, I lost my mind. So that was very <laughs> exciting. Uh, so uh, highly recommend to anybody who hasn't seen the act. Uh, it was it's worth a watch for sure. I think it's like eight episodes. Very good. Um, before we get into good vibes, I wanted to recommend a movie that I watched over the weekend. Uh, I, I posted it on the Facebook group, um, but everybody that listens to, isn't on the Facebook group. Um, HBO released a documentary called In the Heart of Gold about the Larry Nasser scandal, which Larry Nasser was a gymnast, a gymnastics doctor mm-hmm. who was molesting... Like, was that the Penn State? Uh, it was... It was... It wasn't Penn State, oh, okay. I don't believe. Uh... But it was he was a college doctor and the gymnastics the the Olympic gymnastics doctor, mm-hmm. and they released a documentary where all the girls who, who were his victims not all of them because mm-hmm. it was there was it was so there many. Were so many yeah. victims this dude this is the guy that he got like two hundred and sixty years oh, okay we discussed it at some yeah. point I don't mm-hmm. remember when but he had like two hundred and sixty years and they really break it down and the 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 documentary why the, I I said trigger warning when I told people I watched this because as a man. I was viscerally affected watching it because they had he recorded everything. So because he was he was doing it under the guise of like this is just my professional mm-hmm. whatever. So he has footage of him with the camera set up in his office like rubbing on 12-year-old girls. Like like he's doing chiropractic shit on their mm-hmm. p- picking their legs up, but just seeing a guy who you know is a predator who is in prison for molesting children, mm-hmm. watching him touch a child, it, it, it makes your stomach turn. Mm. But it is a very powerful documentary. And at the end, they actually filmed all the women. The judge, who was a woman, I can't remember her name right now, she did a very beautiful thing. She opened up the floor to anybody who was a victim who wanted to come in and speak directly to him in court mm-hmm. could come and do that. So the last 30 minutes of the documentary is uh, like 20 victims who from varying ages, 12 to like 25 years old with written letters like I, you, today you will not get to you don't get to run my life anymore. What you did is this, that and the third. I'm sorry. my do- Bella. Hey, can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Uh, um, he, you don't, you don't get to run our lives anymore. You don't get to be whatever. You're going to go to prison for what you did, and what you did, I, despite what you did, I'm okay, and I will survive, and I hope that you rot in prison. Mm-hmm. And it was this very powerful moment, just like seeing all these women face their, uh, you know, assailant mm-hmm. and 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 tell them off and and tell them what you did to me and how it affected me, but I'm gonna be okay. So I highly recommend um, In the Heart of Gold. Specifically, again, there's been a lot of documentaries that have come out. Not a lot, but specifically to the R. Kelly thing and this that I feel like all men should watch. Because if you have any questions about, you know, what it's like being a woman in in society, those are two kind of eye openers to where any kind of all those. um, There's these um, men. There's these men groups that are fighting for men's rights. And I have my opinions on that. Some of the stuff I get mm-hmm. as far as I think that some of the divorce uh, laws are a little unfair towards men. Mm-hmm. But to be to, to have this kind of walking around as a man and being like, women have all the power in society and it's unfair, that's delusional. And you should watch the R. Kelly documentary and you should watch this In the Heart of Gold. Just to, a girl who is, is eight years old and wants to be a gymnast mm-hmm. has to worry about the system of the sport protecting men over the children 
and and not believing their when they say that he touched me inappropriately and not being believed and it was just it was very very depressing and as a man it was depressing and i don't have children but i could imagine as a man and as a father this is something that i feel like a, a father should watch mm -hmm. just to have a because you should always you have a kid you know and you have a daughter so you really know you have to be aware of your child your daughter doesn't just get to do anything without your uh guidance mm -hmm. of like you can't just be like not that a boy does but i would say there's been a lot of times where I was eight or whatever, and I was in a basketball league, and my mom would just drop me off at practice yeah. and, and just whatever. And mm -hmm. and maybe she shouldn't have done that either, but at, women are more vulnerable, mm. and girls are also more vulnerable in society. There's a bigger price on their head being snatched. They have value as far as molestation and, and being sold and sex trafficked. Even though we watched Johnny Gosh... So we know what happens to the boys, too. My yeah. God, I'm, I'm still rattled by that. I can't even watch that thing again. Yeah. But... You know what I mean. It, it, girls are, are more targeted than boys, I would say. So this documentary is a real eye-opener for that, where you go, wow, you can't just go, well, this person's a doctor, and <laughs> doctors should all be trusted, so here's my daughter, and go ahead and teach her how to do tumbles. Mm -hmm. I'll be back at 530. The, it, is, it is a shocking documentary, but it's very powerful, and I feel like it's worthy of a watch. But if you are a survivor of sexual assault or anything along those lines, I'm, I'm giving a trigger warning to anybody who is prepared to watch it because it is a lot to watch. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's um, that was my big um, review of something that I watched this week. And it, it was that I watched it after. I don't know. I think we watched Game of Thrones again or something. And I was like, what's the oh, let's watch that. Um, so that highly review. Um, I mean, highly recommend in the heart of gold specifically to any men out there who just would like to get a perspective about one i didn't even know gymnastics was that big you know mm -hmm. it's like i know who simone biles is and gabby douglas or whatever mm -hmm. but according to this documentary it's they're representing their country and the they olympics get all these millions of dollars it is it's the olympics you're right it's gold but i didn't that's the that's the folly of me being somebody who isn't in that world, I'm like, I don't know, gymnastics, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, these girls get trained like like soldiers mm. because the best gymnasts are like 12. Yeah. So you have to start early. So they have children out there like five years old making them do splits and stepping on their back to get them real limber and loose and pushing their bodies down to get them real, you know. And flexible and, these, and stuff. Yeah, and these girls, you know, we watching and joking, we're like, damn, that girl's buff. But they're buff because they train them like Marines. Yeah. They, you know, they do ab exercises. They're getting berated by coaches. You're a fucking loser if you don't, you know, it's like very intense. So the girls that you're seeing on the Olympic stage have been broken down and then molded into a robot to go out there and do flips on bars and shit. Mm. You're, you know, so any of that kind of like smiley, whatever, you know, they because it's like cutesy. They got ribbons in their hair and all this kind of shit. Those girls are broken. Yeah, they got put on the act. Yeah, it's all mm -hmm. fake. It's yeah. all just like the judges want to see mm -hmm. you smile. But yeah. really in their head, they're like, if I fucking miss this tumble here, my coach is going to fucking lay into me. I'm going to get kicked off the gym. I'm going to get kicked off the team. All this is happening, and yet they go out there, buff as shit, flipping, smiling, you know, waving to the crowd, and they're like, I'm fucking... But wouldn't their parents know? Like, their parents don't know that? Man, a lot of the parents in those types of circles are living vicariously, vicariously through their children so they're like so that, whatever that's, that's just like um, for greatness that's just like uh, 
when parents put their kids into um, what do they call it? Um, fashion. What is it? Not fashion. Oh, the but, the um, beauty pageants. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's terrible too. I don't yeah. know if there's a documentary on that, but that's like a breeding ground for pedophiles, yeah. man. Like, like think about who is going to a junior beauty pageant. Any man who's in the audience for that who isn't a child's father, it's like they should immediately be red flagged and put on some kind of list. Like, yeah. why are you? This is how you get your entertainment. Hmm. The judges, any of those people, it's like what? It, what? You should have some type of like pass or something. Oh, for sure. It, I don't think it should be around because uh, objectifying, that's objectifying children. You put them in bathing suits and have their bellies out and makeup on their face and go out and do a dance for the people in the audience. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very, obje- like, it's very weird. It, yeah. I think, I think child beauty pageants are up there as like one of my real cringy, why does this exist things? Mm-hmm. You know, I very much uh, don't understand why. Kid beauty pageants are insane. Anyways, let's get off of that and let's jump into these good vibes and let's keep the show rolling. That's right, folks. Welcome to another Good Vibes segment, the segment we put in the show to just kind of lift up your spirits and get you through the week with a little more pizzazz and a big smile on your face. Fran, you got something for me? Um, I don't have a Good vibe story this week. Okay. Um, Because tomorrow is Mother's Day. Oh. So I just want to say happy Mother's Day to, you know, I think we have mostly female listeners. Yes, true crime so, is dominated by women. Yeah, for sure. so I just want to say, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there that do have kids. Yes. Grandmoms that do have grandkids and yes. great-grandkids and great-great-great-grandkids. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day, and you know, I we wouldn't be here without you guys. So. For sure, absolutely, hundred percent to all women. So I just want to say Happy Mother's uh, Day to well, you guys. Well played. Well played. That, was, uh, that was a little. That was a little cheap. That was a little cheap. Huh? <laughs> Use the cheat code on that one. I respect it though. I can't. I can't really call you out much because yeah, I I agree as well. I, I also um I also believe that as well of uh, that um good uh your Mother's Day and um I believe those things as well. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Me too. I I'm on Fran. Me and Fran, <coughs> him too. I, I'm, I'm also. The, I believe the same things that he just nah, said. Nah, man, well. you got to. Nah, you can't. Uh-uh. Oh, fine. Uh, <laughs> my good vibe story this week uh, is actually. Uh, I'm actually. This is pretty, pretty beautiful story. So, <clears throat> 64 years after this civil rights activist was expelled from an all-white school, she is finally getting the recognition she, she deserves. Authorine Lucy Foster became and that name is like that name doesn't exist anymore yeah. you know what i mean that's one of those names. lucinda bernadette like larry larry you don't meet no person named larry i mean i know people named larry that's our age yeah really what am i i don't know i don't friends from high school we have the same birthday His name is larry. me larry and uh friend anna all have the same birthday on april 30th and that was our running joke. Yeah, man. I don't know Larry. Larry. You think Larry's up there with Bernadette? Yeah, I don't know. Do you Larry. know a twenty-four-year-old girl named Bernadette? Mm. Lucinda. Yeah, my last name's Lucinda. Is she twenty-four years old? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you don't see some Instagram girl with her with her cheeks out coming out of the water, and her name's Lucinda. Her name is probably he probably Lucy. How would you know? I don't know many Lucys either, but if it, <laughs> I would I would bet it's not a pass off to get Lucinda off on the low. Yeah, true. But I still don't know any Larrys though. Yeah, expand your circles, man. You gotta get some Larrys in your life. 
You need to get some loose unders in your life, though. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to know anybody who's 27. Somebody who's 27 named Lucinda probably chain smokes and drinks <laughs> gin and has one of those, like, hey, what's up? Ugh. Even at 27, like, oh, what you doing later? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't need to know a, Luc- gross. a Lucinda at 20, a 27-year-old Lucinda. But Arthurine Lucy Foster, and her middle name is Lucy, so that might be her name might be Arthurine Lucinda Foster. Mm. Shout out to her. Anyway, she became the first black student to attend the University of Alabama in 1956 after a federal court order allowed her to enroll in the school. And honestly, sad to say, I don't think Alabama has gotten much better since 1956. So. Mm. You know, shout out to her for per- persevering through and, you know, yeah. and just surviving that. And yep. I, I will just, be going there. Every day I thank God that I was born when I was born. Because I wouldn't trade being black for anything. Mm-hmm. But it's never been easier to be black than it is today. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot because it's still pretty fucking hard. Yeah. But, like, Jim Crow, slavery, even just, like, the the on the tail end of Jim Crow when Jim Crow was over it's still you still getting looks like we wish it was still Jim Crow happening mm-hmm. but I guess you can get on the bus you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's still pretty fucking hard but I would not want to be getting hosed down in a sit-in you know you know like it, it there's a there was there was definitely harder times so shout out to this woman for surviving that and wanting to get an education and mm-hmm. fighting the system and saying, well, it's it's illegal. Why? Make it legal. That's not fair. I want to get an education. And she yeah. fought through, you know, so um, she was only able to attend three days worth of classes before riots and threats drove the school to suspend her enrollment. Mm. So she fought all this, got enrolled, went to the school. And after three days of classes, the, the white people were like, no. Throwing tomatoes and starting trash can fires and all this kind of shit. And the school was like, hey, man, look, it's not worth it. They probably, they basically hit her with that. Like, you wanting to get an education isn't worth the hassle. So you're expelled from the school. by Through now, no fault a, of your own. You didn't now, do anything. Now, this is a predominantly white school? No, yeah, it's Alabama in the 50s. There wasn't just a ton of black kids going oh. to college. They weren't allowed. <laughs> so, yeah, no. She was the first black person to go to the school. And they kicked her out after three days. I wouldn't have went there. She didn't, she didn't have a choice. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like, if you, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. If, I'm sure there were HBCUs close, but maybe this school had a program that she wanted to take, or maybe she just wanted to be the Rosa. I mean, the uh, the Rosa Parks of going to this school. I, th- I like this school. I'm from Alabama, and I want to go here. Why can't I go here? She put she, off a white face. Wow, just that's kidding. that's a different concept. Like, a, do a white chicks type of thing as and go to school. Like, I'm what's a close name to Arthurine? I'm Ashley, I think I might pitch that. <laughs> Not today. No, you can't do that nah, today. Nah, it wouldn't work. No, you can't do that today. Nope. There's a movie that's coming out where I don't even know if it's going to come out because it's gotten uh, backlash already. It's called like uh, Sophia or like uh, 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 Tanashier or something like that, where it's like a white dude. He's a radio DJ or whatever, mm-hmm. and his career is starting to fall off. So he decides. I'm going to do a relationship advice show as a black woman. Wow. And I, I, I saw the uh, the poster for it and I was like, who the fuck wrote this in 2019? Is he doing blackface? No, no, no. Oh. But the poster is like a white dude looking at a mic and then a, a, a black woman's face is like closing in on it. Like it's about to be a mask on himself. Wow. So I don't know who the hell wrote that. So no, don't write... Uh, 
Well, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, <laughs> I don't need. Right. Let's not even. Th- let's let's keep it and we'll write it and we won't tell. If we put it out, I don't want to put the idea out there too much and then somebody steals it. So we won't even we won't even pitch our ideas for what the title of the movie would be. But white freedom, white face freedom cheat or something like that. Freedom something with freedom something with freedom in it and cheat. Let's, we'll work on that. <laughs> Just on ideas. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll work on we'll work we'll work on freedom cheat. Uh, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, she was only able to attend three days worth of classes before riots and threats drove the school to suspend her enrollment. Now, 89 years old, Foster was uh, was venerated. That's a new word for me. Uh, earlier this, I would I would have said vindicated, but I guess it's not that intense. Uh, I'm gonna look up a vener. Don't nobody listen. I always do my due diligence afterwards because I like to learn. Nobody tell me what venerated means. In the, I'm going to know it. By the time you're listening to this, I now know what venerated means. But right now, in the moment, I'm going to assume it means she got her comeuppance. Like, it it all worked itself out. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was venerated earlier this week with an honorary doctorate from the university's board of trustees during their spring commencement ceremony. And though Foster was honored to receive the doctorate, she says that she was even more appreciative of the amount of diversity that she saw amongst the graduating schools compared to her own time at the school because she put in that work how old is she 89 and she just got her doctorate's degree it's an honorary one I this have, might I have took that shit and threw it back in their face look man it's it's a burden that we have to bear as black people in this country but sometimes you just gotta take the high road nah, bro. sometimes you just gotta look at a person who you know they did wrong and go whatever man you did wrong and fuck you for sure but like yeah, almost. What if, I, that, what if that, I wasn't here? What do you mean? What if I? What if she's eighty nine years old? Oh, she she would have died, died and never. She, and she just died a person who got treated terribly. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, that, even though it took them to all these years, they you know, 50 but, plus but, think, years. but but think about it also. It's Alabama, so that's how backwards that they are. That it just took them tw- to twenty nineteen to go uh, for a college to go. I guess, you know, what we did was kind of wrong all those years ago. Let's... She's 90 years old. Yeah. 90. I've had discussions with people that listen to this show and people in general about who who have been to Alabama where it's like, yeah, man, it's just a different. It's just different, man. Yeah, I won't be going religion, there, so. religion dictates everything down there. It's very, you'll see like old black people calling young white people, sir. And all. it's very, it's very like black old, people. What? Wait, say it again. I'm you'll sorry. see like old black people. Still have oh, that kind of like people. keep your head down and you know I don't want to cause any trouble and I'm what because white people go around saying boy it's it's that kind of vibe it's it's probably a little more covert now but it's still that kind of energy where it's like you know who runs the shit around here so well, I won't be there so yeah I have no reason to go to Alabama at nope. all but you know I like Alabama shakes mm. so I don't know I don't want. It's not associated with anything. Shout out to Alabama Shakes. I'm not even going to explain to you what Alabama Shakes is. What is it like? Is it like? It's a band. It's a band. I I already knew you were going to. What is that like? (laughs) Is that like a shake with bacon in it? I was about to get real racist. Like a a burger shake? No. What is that like? White and black shake? No. Chocolate and vanilla? It's a band. It's a band. (laughs) (laughs) No, the Alabama Shakes is a band. Uh, (laughs) So that was my good vibe. Shout out to Arthurine Lucy Foster with her honorary doctorate from University of Alabama. Um, without her struggles early on, it, who knows how long it would have taken for that school to progress, you know? So her, I think it was very, the idea, although it took so long, the idea of her being on that stage and looking out and seeing black women and black men and, you know, co-mingling, Hispanic, just brown people mixed in with the white people and being like, wow, this is what I wanted when I went here. 
but I got white people out there. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. I don't think it's a predominantly black school now. I'm sure it's more just oh, mixed okay. in, it's no, a little okay. more mixed. Whereas she was just the one little uh, sprinkle so of pepper a, and a grain so of salt. So it's only so now it's just a, a handful of black people in the crowd. <laughs> I could I don't know the percentages, but it was enough where she goes, "Look at that! There's some black people here. They're not, you know, ooh, you know. one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's cool. You know, they probably have like a, a enough to make a black student union, and you know, have a you know maybe fifteen. Sure, it's not very strong. But, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna make my assumptions. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know it's 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 more than when she went there. That pissed me off. <laughs> well, it's meant to be good vibes. <laughs> it's good it's that good, they recognized still... the errors of their ways, yeah. even though it took them 50 years. But he did. What's her name? Uh, Arthurine. They did Arthurine like that. I don't. I don't appreciate that. But she's 90 years old. Yeah, it took them a little while. They could a little while. <laughs> she can't even. <laughs> She can't even use her degree or nothing. She's <laughs> she, 90 years old. She can't go to work now. You know. Uh, wow, man. Wow, okay, well. Happy Mother's Day. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go back to your good vibes. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, man. We really appreciate you. Uh, good vibes on that. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to keep the train rolling uh, music that Fran uh, isn't familiar with. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to Are you playing a- Alabama Shakes? No, oh. uh, I probably I might play some Alabama Shakes next week. Uh, I'm gonna play Courtney Barnett, and for anybody who isn't familiar with Courtney Barnett, Fran, you might not be familiar with Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett is if Michael Sarah was music, so it's very uh, dry and uh, she's very um, deadpan, but the lyrics are great and it's a very up tempo, fun music. But she's just like, oh, I just be like some opera or something. No, no, no. It's very much like you know how Michael Sarah talks where it's like. Oh, wizard. Oh, no. Hey, <clears throat> listen, McLovin. That's how she sings on the songs, but it's like, you know, jam out, fun uh-huh. music, but she's just very like, I'm telling it to you like it is. I'm not trying to blow you away with my singing. Mm-hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's very cl- clever and poetic. Anyway, I'm going to play Pickles from a Jar by Courtney Barnett, and uh, when we come back, we're going to tell you some fucked up shit, so stick around. <laughs> And we are back. Before I jump into uh, my story, because I'm going first, I want to do a little uh, little housekeeping. Uh, Antoinette Rogers, the wonderful Antoinette Rogers, she was one of the winners of the shirt. She was Tony Mays. Mays. Uh, she um, was graceful, and because we didn't know who that was, but now we do, and we know and love Ant- Antoinette Rogers. She said, very, very, very mature. She said, you know what? I've already received stuff from y'all from winning contests and whatnot. Keep the shirt. I just did it for the love. Give it to somebody else. So, in honor of that, 
I would like to give a congratulations round of applause for Isabella Bissio, aka Izzy Bo Busy. Uh, you are now runner-up, and you will be receiving a shirt and a sticker. So uh, I believe we correspond on Twitter. Uh, when you get a chance, uh, you know, let us get an address so we can send you that promptly, uh, or as promptly as France Pelicans can, can get to you. Yep. Um, and congratulations to you, but also salute to Antoinette Rogers for not being a greedy, greedy, greedy. You know, because she could have just had two shirts. Uh, you know, she could have cut the sleeves off one, let the mm-hmm. biceps out, and then have another shirt. That is just sleeved up, you know, mm-hmm. have multi-purposes. But she said, you know what? I already got mine. Give that to somebody else. Yeah. So salute to Antoinette Rogers and congratulations to Izzy Bo Busy. Now, Fran, yep. my affirmative murder this week is a more well-known true crime story, but one that we have not done. Uh, it is a white couple. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Damien from Ireland. Good man. Good Irish Irish lad. Showed us a good time when we were in Cork. And he told me that he wanted me to do this story a couple of months back. And now I got to it, man. So pull up a chair. Hope you're listening. Enjoy. Uh, This is the story of Fred and Rosemary West. Hmm. Um, They were a British couple, a married couple who did some atrocious things that I'm going to get into. And the things were so atrocious that their house in uh, in England or when... uh, yeah, their house in England was soon dubbed the House of Horrors. Mm. So, everybody, prepare yourselves. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with a little background. So Rosemary, whose maiden name was Letts, was born to Bill and Daisy Gwendoline Letts in 1953. When Rosemary's mother was pregnant with her, She was suffering from depression and received a controversial electroshock therapy that may have caused prenatal injury. It just, man, science and medicine was really terrible 50 years ago. Like, it really was like, oh, you don't feel good? You're a little depressed? Let's shock your brain. And that was just like, yeah, let's let's do that. That sounds, you're a doctor, so you would know. You'd know better than me. You have the white coat on. So, yeah, so she, the electroshock may have affected rosemary in the womb i would think yeah i mean the electric the electricity <laughs> goes throughout the whole body and right. the baby's just in her chilling and just gets zapped so you know that, that can't be it's not if it's not bad it's not good yeah uh her father was a paranoid schizophrenic so already this girl got dealt a bad hand you know i think people should take more time to appreciate um how much of what life can be just luck good or bad yeah. you know like it could just some people didn't work harder than anybody or anything like that. They just got better luck of the draw than you did. You know, parents that were stable, parents mm-hmm. that were beyond stable. Uh, some people that were born um, who society would deem pretty or whatever. You know, it just, it, everything comes with benefits. Mm-hmm. White privilege, whatever. You know, there's many things that, uh, you know, um, give you a leg up. Everybody's life is hard. Everybody's got their struggles. But there's some struggles that even within your struggles, you don't have to deal with because you're not this. It's yeah. like, well, at least I'm not a woman. Yeah. You know, as bad as that sounds. But it's like, uh, like, you know, uh, women deal with a lot. Even just like down to, you know, I, I, like periods. You know, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to go into extreme detail. But I'm just saying like sometimes my, my you know, Sierra will just be like cramps and all this kind of stuff. I'm just like, man. I'm A1 all day. Like, I'm, my body has never just turned on me like, yo, uh, your back just doesn't work today. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. something like that where, and you still got to go to work. So yeah. shout out and salute the women because they deal with a lot, man. And it's it's just, 
it's one thing where it's like as a man i don't have to i might have to deal with you know i still got to pay rent like everybody else i still got to do this and i got to do that and sometimes my feet hurt and whatever but i don't have to deal with this yep so just appreciate your luck sometimes and this woman was de- was uh, born to a like a depressed mother and a paranoid schizophrenic father and that that already puts you like at a pretty big disadvantage to not be uh, a fucked up person mm. but anyway um <clears throat> so he was prone to violence forcing her mother daisy to move out taking rose with her she grew up as a moody teenager and just like fred she too performed poorly at school fred west was born in 1941 to a big poor family of six so again a big poor family big and poor because <laughs> you know i think poor people have the most kids like statistically why well because if you don't have a job you got more time to fuck you know so you know and if you're a catholic you don't believe in birth control and you fuck a lot i mean that's how you end up with a family of eight those like crazy numbers of like you got eight kids you know like so yeah man um so yeah he was born to a big poor family of six fred was his mother's favorite child he claimed his father had incestuous relations with his sisters there were rumors that his mother, Daisy, molested him from an early age, but Fred himself denied such claims. He recalled uh, what his father, Walter, had told him on many occasions. He said, do what you want, just don't get caught doing it, which is great advice from a parent. You know, that's nothing you want to hear more from a parent than like, do whatever you want to do. Just, you know, just don't get caught, which can mean anything. Yeah. We can really apply that to anything. Murder, stealing candy from a store. Kids ain't no kids that. You know, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, you can do anything. Just don't let anybody see you do it. It's like, uh, oh, okay, cool, great. I'll go and take that and use that as my life's compass for yep. the rest of time. Well, my dad said. Yeah, my dad said, said I can do anything as long as I don't get caught. Yeah. Great advice, dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh. Fred didn't do well at school, as I already stated. He dropped out and became a simple farm laborer, which, you know, it's nothing wrong with, you know, working a job, but, you know, it doesn't have to be simple. But maybe it was a simple job. Uh, He had a low IQ of 84, low intelligence, a dysfunctional upbringing, and suffering from two major head injuries must have must have had an impact on the choices he made later in life, which I will get to. But, yes, those those three things definitely sound like a bad concoction you know, for anybody who remembers the beginning of Powerpuff Girls, it was like sugar, spice, everything nice, and some chemical X, and da 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 da. The Powerpuff Girls, well, like being having severe head trauma and being having eighty four IQ and uh, you know, and having ter- you know bad parents can concoct you into like a a, a bad person for society. Those are the ingredients. Those ingredients. those yeah, yeah, those are the ingredients yep. that made a murderer. Uh, so, um, major head injury, da, da. yeah, in his younger years, he fell off a fire escape at a local youth club, damaging his head. Oh, when he was 17, he suffered further head injuries. This time, a motorcycle accident put him in a coma for a week with major head injuries. So just beating that brain all about. And then, then you wake up and you go, I'm fine now. And I'll just go and what, who, who said that? You know, and that, now that's just his <laughs> life now, you know, his brain's all wonky. Uh, before meeting Rosemary, Fred was already married to Rena Costello, a Scottish girl who worked as a prostitute or sex worker. When Rena bore Fred's child, the couple met Anna McFall, 
Eventually, McFall became pregnant with West's child, urging him to divorce Raina and marry her instead. So this dude was a bit of a player. Uh, West was unwilling to do so and decided to kill McFall in the unborn child. The following year, Raina, tired of her husband's sadistic sexual desires, decided to leave and abandon the children in Fred's care. While technically still married to Costello, uh, 27-year-old Fred met Rosemary Letts in 1968 on her 15th birthday. Just a year later, they moved in together. Things moved fast, man, in, in, in before, like, 1995. You know what I mean? It's just crazy to be 15 and be like, well, I met the person who is going to, like, I'm going to marry them and have kids with them. And so now I'm 16, moved in together. And now I'm 17, we have a child. And we've been married for 50 years. And bro. And y'all just got that time to bang all day. Boom, exactly, you know, so. Young, young and banging. Young and banging. That was my first mixtape. Uh, the next year, Rosemary gave birth to her, <laughs> gave birth to their first mutual daughter, Heather Ann, who was raised with other with the other two girls from Fred's previous marriage. So that's three. For a short period, Fred was in prison for theft. So, you know, he did what he wanted, but he got caught. Yep. Broke the, broke the carnal rule. Uh, at that time, Rosemary is believed to have killed one of the stepdaughters, Charmaine, just before her husband's release. When their birth mother, Costello, turned up to collect Charmaine, she too disappeared. Mm. So this is another one of those things where, you know, divine intervention, the universe, whatever. Rosemary is the product of a terrible childhood and became, you know, a shitty person. And Fred is a terrible person who was product of a terrible uh, childhood and became a terrible person. And by some terrible series of events, they ran into each other and procreated and became two shitty, a shitty, shitty union. Where Rosemary's about that life, Fred's like, well, I don't want to leave my wife and marry this one. Mm-hmm. So I'll just kill this woman who has my child. Mm. That solves that problem. And Rosemary's like, this daughter who isn't mine, some other woman's kid, she's getting on my fucking nerves. So if she's dead, she won't get on my nerves anymore. So I'll just kill her. Mm. Oh, her mother's here now and wants her? Well, I'll just kill her too because then my problems are solved. Easy those peasy, two, lemon squeezy. And, and those two had kids, right? The, the Yeah, Rosemary and Fred had a kid and then he had, and then Fred had two kids with, uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm talking about the, the most recent one though. That's I mean that's that's a disaster right there. Yeah, yeah. Now they now they're fully bonded and they have a child, and it gets worse. It gets way worse. But just to be clear and 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 make it clear, Fred and Rosemary, Fred had two children from yeah. a previous marriage, and she killed one of those kids. I'm and, just saying though, just them both being fucked up, and then and pro- a creating a child. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for that's sure. Nuts. Yeah, 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 for sure. That kid. It's you know, but I'll get to what happens to that kid and the other mm. kids if they have and all that kind of stuff. Uh, in 1972, Fred and Rosemary got married, and Rosemary gave birth to their second daughter, May. At the time, Fred encouraged his wife to work as a prostitute. Um, Rosemary eventually had seven children, not always fathered by her husband. Wait, what? She was out here fucking raw as a sex worker, and then sometimes she'd get pregnant, and I don't know, I guess abortions weren't around at the time and they aren't really around now i won't even get into that that's so fucking that's so fucked up what's going on in georgia but uh i guess you know she gets pregnant from sex work and she's like i'm pregnant now so we'll just have the kid i guess and so and but fred was so fred was he carried it like uh almost like a pimp where it was like 
Uh, whatever, it's just the business. I'll get to that, but like he oh, wasn't. Oh, okay. I thought they weren't always his kids. So he he knew that. Yeah. Well, oh, he encouraged her to be a sex worker. Wow. And I'll get to even. It goes even deeper than that. Kind of shit is going on. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. So she eventually has seven children, not always fathered by her husband. Needing a bigger house for their family, they moved to a new residence where Fred designed a room for Rosemary to um, perform her sexual services. The room had a peephole so that Fred could watch. It even had a red light as a warning sign for their children to let them know when mom was busy. Wow. Wait. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, At the beginning of their marriage, Rosemary's father strongly disapproved of their relationship, but later would visit the house with Fred's approval to have sex with his own daughter while Fred voyeuristically watched from the peepholes he made. Did you catch what I just said? No. Fred, Rosemary's father didn't like Fred. But then, but then he won Fred over when Fred was like, well, you know, I know you got a thing for your daughter, so you can come through to the fuck room and you can fuck her. His daughter, his own daughter. And that's when him and Fred got cool. Rosemary's dad and Fred. When Fred was like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think you... I didn't get the reaction I was hoping, so I just want to make sure you caught it. And yeah, go ahead. Send it back to me. Send it back to me. So, what's his name again? Fred. Fred. Uh-huh. Um, his wife, dad didn't like him. Yeah. So he was like, hey, you know, cut you a deal. You come over into the, the fuck room. The bang. Mm-hmm. The bang bang room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bang your daughter. Yeah. And then we can be cool. Mm-hmm. Or not, we can be cool, but like, would you, would that make you like me? Are we cool now? And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, man. Sure. So you got yourself a deal. And I don't know if he also threw in as a caveat there's peepholes and I'm going to watch because that's what I'm into. He might have kept that to himself and just would watch his wife get fucked by her dad through peepholes in, in their house. I mean, was it like some type of contract? Hey, man, you got to pull out. No, I'm sh- Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, she had uh, one is, of the kids. That one is of the, gross. She had seven kids. One of the kids could have been her dad's kid. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, right? No, it's that's crazy, huh? That's pretty crazy, huh? So, but how? They weren't, always, even, fathered fr- they weren't always fathered by Fred. That'd take me too long to break that one down. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh huh, yeah. He'd agreed to for them to be cool. Oh, that's that's whatever. Yeah, we can uh-huh. go. We can skip that. Yeah, okay. One. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. No problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No questions. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, in 1972, the West hired 17-year-old Caroline Roberts as their children's nanny. They kept making sexual advances on her, but the girl declined. One night in December, she was held captive overnight and bound heavily with bondage tape while both Fred and Rose raped her. Wow. Somehow Fred was able to convince the court that the rape was consensual and was only fined, along with Rosemary, 50 euro for indecent assault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They They raped. Rape was consensual. I hope that it wasn't worded like that. I'm sure it was. I was about to say. No, sir. What probably happened was it was like, sir, she's a woman. She agreed. And then she simply changed her mind now, as women are wont to do, because they're simple. So really what happened was she agreed. And now I guess she isn't happy about it. But that's not on me. Women, right? And then the judge and him high-fived. And they were like, pay 50 euros and go on about your business. That's and continue being that's an awesome man. Shit. That's Ted Bundy shit right there. Well, yeah, I don't know how, I don't, also, I, you know, they say convinced, but it was the, it was the 70s and he was a man, so I don't think it took much convincing. It was probably just like, 
nah-uh. And they were like, well, he said nah-uh, so it was consensual, <laughs> and you go ahead about your day, sir. 50-euro fine. Wow. A fine for indecent assault. They charged him with assault, but it wasn't rape. It, wasn't it just rape. was like, maybe you shouldn't have used the tape, man. You know, she wasn't ready for that level of sexual passion. We got to give you something, though. Yeah, we got to give you a slap on the wrist, Ted. I mean, Fred. So wow. here's 50, pay 50 yeah, euro. Ted. You Ted can, Fred. Yeah, Ted Fred. You, you, here's 50 euro. You can pay us in installments. I know, you know, you know, I know you got the kids at home. So just bring us $2 a month for the next six years and, you know, it'll be all sorted out yeah. or whatever. Oh, and see you later. That's yeah, hey, man. Catch you, uh, beers on me. You know, oh, gross. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, if only if I see you first. And then it's like, <laughs> wheel, guitar goes off and they leave. Uh, Catch you at the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the judge goes to the fuck room too. Oh, that just got dark. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> Rosemary's looking good today, huh? All right, take it easy. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> after the incident, the couple felt that they could no longer leave witnesses. Mm. Most of their victims were white females with age with ages ranging from teens to mid twenties. They preferred young girls, whom they usually lured to the house under the premise that they would be hired as nannies. Eventually, they raped and tortured them in elaborate sadistic bondage acts for days, and then strangled or suffocated them and buried them on the property. These young kids just wanted to come... Work. Work. Babysit. Make some money. God. It's worse. I, yeah. It's not, and this is... Uh, this is the... It's, it's right. worse now, I, I, I think. You know? So, yeah, you can't even just make some money, man. I should have put a caveat. I remember a couple weeks ago I was talking about how kids can really just make money cutting grass now. But even just even thinking about that, it's like going and knocking on people's door and you could just knock on the wrong person's door and it'd be a weirdo. Yeah. And it's so sad you got to think about that. You can't just be a 12-year-old hustler, you know? Which there are. There's kids out there cutting grass, but like they should be weary. They should be leery of that. Like they I, should know whose door they're knocking yeah. on and know who their neighbors are. I mean, you got to be on high alert. It's crazy. For sure, man. It's pretty wild. Um... So, yes. So while raping, torturing, and murdering young women, Fred also sexually abused Anne-Marie West, his daughter from his relationship with Raina Costello. She eventually became pregnant, but miscarried. When she fled the home, Fred continued abusing his daughters. This time, because he has all daughters. So when I'm escaped? The one from from uh, Raina. So she got away? She got away. So they, they, she never comes back? She got away and never oh, came good. back. Oh, but okay. he has all daughters, so he has... Plenty to pick from if he wants to. Well, I'm just glad when I'm got away. Yes. So, uh, so when she fled the home, he continued abusing his daughters. This time, it was Heather West. When she told her friends about the domestic situation, her parents strangled her to death, dismembered her, and buried wow. her body in the garden. Right out back. Right out back. They had body parts and bodies all around their house, but how they got caught is pretty crazy. So, and I'll get to that. So, in May 1992. Literally a couple weeks after I was born, this mm. craziness was happening. Yep. Uh, Fred videotaped himself while raping one of his seven daughters. She told friends at school wh what had happened, and their parents contacted the police. Good, f good for those parents for listening to their children and acting mm -hmm. instead of minding their business or whatever the case is. You know that could have gone another way. Where it was like, oh, you don't have any facts or anything, so we're not getting involved in that. Um. So eventually, Fred was charged with rape, and Rosemary was charged as an accomplice. When police uncovered human bones buried at or near the house, the deeds of the sick predator couple were exposed to the British public. Fred West was charged with 12 counts of murder, 
but the coward hanged himself while on while remanded to his cell using knotted bedsheets on New Year's Day, 1995. So he never even really got to have his day in court or anything like that. He knew the jig was up, wow. took himself out. That just pissed me off. Yeah, man. Escape justice. Mm. The evidence against Rosemary was largely circumstantial. Unlike her husband, she did not confess and tried to distance herself from Fred, claiming she too was a victim. But nevertheless, she was found guilty of all 10 murders and sentenced to life. Good. The case of Fred, uh, the case of Rosemary West is somewhat similar to Carla Homolka and Paul Bernardo, um, also known as the, um, what was that, where was it, Bennington? What was that? Where is that in the, what was that, in, where is that in Canada? Where was that was in, in um, oh, the rapist, shoot. Uh, the Scarborough rapist. Yeah, the yep. Scar- yep. He, yeah so uh, they, they likened this case for anybody who isn't familiar with uh, Rosemary and Fred West. This is very similar to the Scarborough rapist where um, Carla Homolka like mm-hmm. set up her sister yeah. to get raped by Paul Bernardo mm-hmm. and also assisted him with raping other women and mm-hmm. he was killing women, the schoolgirl killer and all these different things. She only got 12 years. Carla Homolka. Yeah, I, yeah. And she's out and like has a family yeah. and everything like that. So like that's just a died on accident, right? It was by accident. Yeah, she she to. was strangling her with like uh that stuff that makes you go to sleep. Yeah. Uh she um, had that in her mouth after again setting like her sister chloroform. up chloroform or something yeah. to those extents. She but she had it too far down in her mouth. Mm-hmm. She suffocated and died and then they fled away to some like the other side of the border. Yeah. And uh when they got caught, she took a plea before they saw the tapes. Mm. So she took a plea, had her deal and everything to testify. And then during the trial of Paul Bernardo, they show the tapes and she's pretending to be her sister and all these kind of stuff and helping out. And then all the people that were involved in the case were like, we fucked up because we hadn't seen this yet. Mm -hmm. We would have never offered her 12 years, but they had already done it. So she got her 12 years done. She got out in like 2005. She got married and moved to some island and had three children and got married and she's living her life now. She's been living her life for the last for the last like 14 years. Wow. So, hey, crazy. It goes like that sometimes. A little fun fact, in 2014, an account, uh, a Twitter account tweeted to Donald Trump and said, "My parents who passed away always said you were a big inspiration. Can you please retweet this for their memory?" And it was a photo of Fred and Rosemary West, and he retweeted it. And later he said he promised to sue those pranksters when everybody was like, "Hey man, those are serial killers that you just retweeted. That person tricked you." Why wouldn't he because it was somebody giving him a compliment. He's a sociopath. He's like, oh, you they thought I was great? Retweet. I'm awesome. Any shot his ass. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would bet you still could get away with that because he's such an egomaniac. If you just go, hey, man, like a picture of like fucking a serial killer. Like, oh, this is my brother. He loves you. Could you give him a retweet and say happy birthday? Be like, happy birthday. Keep the dream alive, MAGA. And it'd be like, bro, that's, <laughs> that's John Wayne Gacy. What are you doing? And what he tried to, he tried to back it up. Well, I'm. I would bet money he didn't delete it because he doesn't like to lose. But he was like, "I'm gonna sue them." That's his catchphrase. I'm gonna sue the shit out of them, and I'm sure he didn't. Didn't figure out who they were. Educated so yourself first. Twitter. Yeah, you just fucking. I don't know. It's a compliment. Yeah, it was a fun little fact. It was a fun little fact. Um, wow. Uh, so, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so that was the story of Fred and Mo- uh, Rosemary West. Again, that's um for people who are super deep into true crime, it's pretty popular. Um, but it was one that um, I had wanted to tell for a while, and I figured this week would be the week. So that was um, Fred and Rosemary West. Very sadistic tale, very fucked up, incestuous, gross, terrible people, and 
Fred hanged himself and Rosemary's doing life in prison. She probably died. I mean, they mm-hmm. were born in the 50s. They, She's an old woman. At the very least, she's an old woman in prison. So... Um, that was my affirmative murder. Uh, if you have, do you have any questions about uh, uh, the dad fucking or the fuck? No, or, I don't. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep things moving, and uh, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, Fran's gonna tell you some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back, Fran. Please, the floor is yours. Yeah. So um, I found his website. It's called um, it's called the thought. It's called thoughtcatalog.com. Okay. I don't know what the site is about. I put in Google search some stuff and it came up. Um, so it came up with a a whole list of serial killers for each state. Ooh. So I'm gonna do that every week. So that's gonna be my just to keep you know keep it change it up change bit. it up a little bit. Okay. So the Wait, first where one. We, where are we this week? Alabama. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> universe, man. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So first one is um Alabama. Uh, his name is Daniel Lee Siebert. Um, so Daniel Lee Siebert was an American serial killer on Alabama's death row. Mm. He was convicted of three murders and confessed to at least five oh. during questioning. Um, he indicated that he was responsible for at least 12 deaths. Ooh. So Siebert's first known killing took place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, he was convicted of manslaughter. Siebert was charged with the, with the 1985 murders of two women in Los Angeles, California. West Coast man. He was charged. Yeah. Wow. Um, And had a manslaughter charge in Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, So in 1986, he murdered a student at the Alabama Institute for the Deaf and Blind in Talladega and her two children. Talladega. Yeah. Oh, Talladega's in Alabama. Is it? Wow. Talladega Nights. Wow. That's that is a pretty redneck movie, I guess. (laughs) Good job, Will Ferrell. I didn't know it was in Alabama. Wow. Okay. Learn something every day. Makes sense. Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR. <laughs> great, you know, <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> uh, Sherry Sherry Weathers had missed classes for over a week, and the school had word that she had not contacted them with an explanation. Mm-hmm. I figured that I don't think they do that now, do they? I don't know. I don't have if somebody's missing, do the police do the in people? school? They'd be like, I feel like I feel like when we was in school, they would just send send a letter to the house, like you know, this person hasn't been here. Well, you just if anything. You would get truancy charges. It would be more like a punishment on the parent, on the parent. Than, a concern, okay, yep. than a concern. Why they not like, in school? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they was worried. Um. That she had not contacted with an explanation. I mean, who calls? Be like, hey, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's I'm not, not a job. To school. I'm not so, going to school today. Yeah. This is. Is this college? This is. I would think so. Alabama Institute for the Deaf and Blind. Oh, Doesn't say. Yeah, I don't know. Cause college, I would think they'd go. Well, as long as you're paying tuition, yeah, I don't give a shit if coming you, out. Yeah, Man. so that's a more concerning place though, because it's. But this is a deaf and blind school. Yeah, yeah. So, so a search for her. So apart- is she deaf and blind, or deaf and or blind? She's a student. Wow. So then, yeah, th- okay, that all other, makes sense. That's why they're concerned. Both. Yeah, yeah, okay, what, no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So a search for her apartment found her dead body, along with those of her two children. Oh wow! Investigation also revealed another student who was missing from the institute. So two. Wow. The two, two women yep. in California. Yep. Okay. Linda Jarman was found dead in her apartment, also murdered. A separate apartment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was also charged with the murder of Linda Odom, um, a waitress who had who had he been who he had been dating. Mm. So this is three. Um she was reporting missing in February and her remains discovered in March. Mm. Fingerprints linked Siebert to her stolen car, 
Police believe that Siebert was also involved in the death of Cheryl Evans of, Cal- of Calhoun County, um, whose body was also found around the same time. Mm. Finally, he yeah. Went on, he went like a spree. Yeah. Finally, Siebert was charged with the death of Patrice. I think that's another name, too. Patrice? Not I don't know Patrice. too many Patrice. I don't know any Patrices except Patrice O'Neill. Rest in peace to the God. Um, it's but, not even Patrice. It's Patrice. With, with a, a B? B? Yeah. Oh, that's not. A, that's, that's just not a. That's not even a. I've never heard of that. I, I don't. There's never been a Patrice other than the person in the story. Patrice McDougal. Oh, that's a rough name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in 1986, in custody, Sieber said he had committed 12 or more murders. Wow. An art, an art teacher using the name Daniel Spence. I mean. Pretty nondescript name. I, 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 that passes for me. I don't ask. I wouldn't ask too many yeah. questions about a Daniel Spence. Like, yeah. hey, That's your name. Oh, okay, cool. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. So Daniel Spence was questioned in connection with the crime after police were notified that he had an interest in Cheryl Weathers. Weathers, Weathers, whatever. Um, a check of Spence's fingerprints revealed that he was, in fact. Daniel Siebert. Oh. I'm going oh. to just change my oh. last name. Oh, his name is Daniel. What's his name? Siebert. Siebert. Daniel he changed Siebert. Daniel, Daniel Spence. Daniel Spence. Okay, yeah. I didn't see that coming at first. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, he just was. Well, he, very, he loves his name. Dang, I'm Daniel Lego Spence. Dan. Yeah. I'm Daniel Spence now. An <laughs> art teacher. Uh, so, yeah. So, they found his fingerprints on the check, who was, in fact, Daniel Siebert, who had previous... Previous conviction of manslaughter in 1979 and was wanted on assault charges in San Francisco, California. Mm. Sieber spent the next six months on the run. He was apprehended in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, after placing a phone call to a friend who reported him to the police. Hey, man. I'm good. Uh, I'll call you back. Yeah. Boop, beep, boop. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, <laughs> like, if I was going to commit a crime, I would never tell anybody. I don't care how cool we are. So I wouldn't have confidence that people can hold water like that. Well, he was on a run. He probably was like, man, hey, I did these terrible crimes. I don't have nobody to run to. Did did he ask me? He asked him for help. I would assume. I mean, I mean, but we've we've heard stories where people just were like, you know, I kill people, huh? Yeah. Like bragging. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's why that's my biggest thing of like uh, 9-11 and all that kind of stuff. That's where I get where I, I don't believe it as much because to tell me that a bunch of people, construction workers and people that, you know, there's a bunch of people just holding this big secret, I find it hard to believe. Cause people, nobody's saying nothing. Because people talk, you know. So yeah. Some of the conspiracies out there that are the most crazy and have the most movies and all that kind of stuff, the way that the conspiracy is laid out, I'm like, it's, there's no way. Because the person that put the bombs in there and the, the person who blocked off the elevator for the night, you know, they go home and go, man, you know, uh, they blow up, they blew up that building. And somebody that, had to. It's no amount of money you can keep. Nobody keeps people secret. don't I'm keep sorry. secrets, man. People don't keep secrets. In well, Game of Thrones, crazy people do. In Game of Thrones, man. Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, but you need to watch Game of Thrones uh, every night, or you get spoilers, and it's a week out. Last week, there was this big secret revealed uh, that Jon Snow, the big character in the show, he's not Jon Snow. He's somebody else. He's the son of this person, and he told his his two sisters, "Listen, I'm going to tell you this, but you have to swear that you never repeat what I tell you." And they go, I swear it. The next scene, the next scene, right after he said that, the one sister went and told a, another person. Yeah. L- immediately. And that's his family. <laughs> and they said, swear it. And when they say swear it back then, 
it's a whole thing. Swear it by the old gods and the blood of the the king. And they're like, I swear it. Um, he is not. That's not his name. The next scene. Check this out. You get a secret, and it's like it's it's burning you up. You got to tell. It, it makes you feel better. You telling somebody. Yeah, you like, got to get it off your chest, even if it's a confidant. But then that's information is it's it's infectious. So now that person knows, and they yeah. might casually tell it to some person that's like. Well, this person doesn't even know him, and, so yeah. I can tell them. It's just like a little casual thing. Girl, did you know this? Boom, that person knows. Now it's just starting to jump around. Yeah, then Boom. it's fucking up. Then yeah. the story's even fucked up. Now it's <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, nobody can keep secrets. No, no. Yeah, so he called his friend um, from a from a payphone, and his friend reported him to the police. <laughs> his next, yeah, his next call was traced to a phone booth near a restaurant where he was working. And he was arrested the following day when when he showed up for work. Mm, that's embarrassing, huh? Yeah. So he ran. He was on the run and got a job. Got a job, probably mm, busboy or something. Man. And called a friend. Yo, this not this third. I did these. You know, send me some money. He probably like send me some money or something. I don't know. Must, he, must, whatever he asked for, it was it was audacious enough. For yeah. Him to be like, I'm calling the police yep. on you. How dare you? Yep. Um. So they got his ass the next day. Uh. So Siva was. Convicted in the capital case involving Jarman um, and the case of Weathers or Weathers and her children, Seabert's, and her children, mm-hmm. Seabert's execution date was set for October 25th, 2007 for the murders of Weathers and her children. Mm-hmm. Assistant Attorney General Clay Crenshaw said Seabert had exhausted all of his appeals for the killing of Weathers and her children. Seabert had been undergoing treatment for pancreatic cancer, mm-hmm. uh, so Seabert's execution was delayed hours before it was delayed hours before it was to occur. So they delayed his execution to treat him for an illness that was killing him? Doesn't make any sense. Why why not just kill him? He's he's what? Make that costs sense. money. You spent money to treat him instead of executing him. Guess make him feel That's better, different. And again, I've had I've made my thoughts on the death penalty clear. But if you're on death row, you've done these things, for that to be the reason not to kill him is like, well, he has to go get his uh chemotherapy so they want to be the reason why he dies no we want to we want to kill you we want to put you to they, sh- they should have killed him they delayed it no nah, they be like we want you to be healthy and then we, and kill, we, you. we kill you oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> let's go with that yeah. that sounds super I complicated to, i want you to be 100 percent when we kill you yeah <laughs> okay let me guess he died from pancreatic cancer yeah, yeah I, like, um, I don't know why they put his alabama institutional serial number on here i don't because that's his name when you when you go zero in zero prison, zero zero Z four seven that was his name. That's his name. That's how they they didn't call him uh, Dave with Daniel, Daniel in prison. That's what they call you. You lose your name when you go to prison. It's really the prison system is so fucked up here, man. But yeah, it really man. you're an animal. You're a number. That's all you are. That your name is not a factor anymore. <laughs> you're 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 a code to put into a system. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So cause of death was cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So um. I, would, that was I, don't, my, I don't understand why they wouldn't just be, okay, well, you're sick. Okay, well, you can be sick and lay down on this bed. And we'll or they up. just, yeah, or. It's compassionate, I guess. Or we but, just like, say, you're gonna you, kill just, them. You, so, just, you die slow. We won't we do it that way. I, th- I doubt that was the thinking in it at all. I think well, he died like, anyway of cancer, so. I think that was a, bureau, a, bureau, uh, like a bureaucratic thing. Like his lawyer was like, if you let my patients, if you let my uh, ah. client suffer from patri- pancreatic cancer, and make him do this, we'll sue you. And they're like, all right, well, we don't want to go through any law stuff. So, like, let him go get his treatments, and then we'll do it next week. And then he died. 
But he got the die going like this, middle finger. Fuck you, I died on my own. Fuck you, <laughs> you didn't kill me. That's how I would. That's how I would go out if I was, you know, if I had a, a death sentence waiting on me and I die on my own terms, kind of, sorta, and not in the way they wanted me to. It's, that's 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 a fuck you. Yeah. That's one last fuck you. They probably go, damn it. Yeah, shit. Fuck. Damn. Yeah, we should have just did it last week. Yep. But hey, we lost that battle. It is what it is. So that was it. That's yep. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I re-upped. Okay. I reloaded. <laughs> you know, Roman's Revenge. Um, and uh, are you ready? Yep. Okay. And now it's time for True Crime's hottest game show. Frazzle Friend. Frazzle Friend. Frazzle Friend. Solves a riddle like no one can. If he fails, that's okay. He's a superstar either way. Look out. It's time to Frazzle Fran. That's right, we're back. And we're back and we're taking no prisoners. Welcome to Frazzle Fran, the hottest true crime game show in all the lands. The game show where I try to fluster, flummox, and frazzle my partner in true crime, Fran So Evans. And Fran, now that you've been become such a champion in this, I'm here to establish some new rules. <laughs> and I'm here to also bring that new heat that I think will frazzle you beyond belief this week. First of all, mm-hmm. the new rules are you will lock in one answer and you will not get any more hints or any kind of shit like that. You give a fight. You, you, you give your answer. You say final answer. Okay. And then you will you will be told what the answer is. That's one. Okay. Two, I will read it once, maybe twice through. And then that is it. I will not break down the last <laughs> sentence. Give me that last line again. What was that first part? I will read it through once. If you need it again, I will read it through again. And then that is it. All right. Those are the two new rules for from this point on. I will read it through once maybe twice if you need it again okay. but i will not go oh what's that last line or what's this none of that is that's done now and also you will give an answer and you will lock it in so all when right. you speak speak confidently because i will not go eh, you want to try again <laughs> or not all that shit is done the training wheels are off we have taken this where you went you were on the novice level of dragon ball z then you go to the uh uh the um, the intermittent or whatever now you're on advanced and the rules have changed okay okay now, now is this a movie reference or TV this reference? This is not a movie okay. reference or a okay. TV reference. All right. Pure, pure riddle. Okay. Let me, let me get it. Boom. Okay. <clears throat> a prisoner is told, if you tell a lie, we will hang you. If you tell the truth, we will shoot you. What can he say to save himself? Nothing. Lock it in. Final answer. Yep. That is wrong! You failed! That is wrong! You are wrong! You are W-R-O-N-G wrong! And I'm back! Yes, that's right! That is DJ Khaled. Boo this man! You do not hear that this week. You don't get any DJ Khaled this week. You get pure boo, sir. You're wrong! The answer is, he says you will hang me. Because if you if he says you will hang me, that is telling the truth, and he cannot be shot because that is what they will do. Boom, your mind is fucked. I don't get that one. You don't get it. Let me break it down for you, sir. Okay, a prisoner is told, uh-huh. if you tell a lie, we will hang you. Mm-hmm. Boom. If you tell the truth, mm-hmm. we will shoot you. What can he say to save himself? So if he says you will hang me, that's not telling a lie, because that is what they will do and if he says that you, so it's like, 
it's it's it, it, it fucks the whole system up, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try. I I understand it, but it's one of these kind of things where I don't know if I can explain it. Yeah. Okay, I can hear. Yeah. So a prisoner is told if you tell a lie, mm-hmm. if you tell a lie, we will hang you. Right? Boom. So if you t- if you if you lie to us, we will hang you. Mm-hmm. And if you tell the truth, we will shoot you. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that you will hang me is not a it's not the truth or a lie. It's neither be, until they do it. So they have to let him go because he he's he's not lying because they didn't do it yet. But he's also not telling the truth because they didn't do it yet. Mm. So it's this kind of in between mm-hmm. mind fuck. It's almost I liken this to that. Uh, there's three. There's uh, fire. Uh, 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 somebody that will kill you, and mm-hmm. then there's a, a door full of hungry lions that haven't mm-hmm. eaten in three months. Mm-hmm. Which door? It's that. It's that kind of thing. But it doesn't matter. I don't need to explain myself to you. You were wrong. Mm. Do you not? Oh, you don't, you do not accept that. Oh, I mean, what I'm like twenty twenty one. Okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Well, this is this is the this is the beginning of the climb back. Okay. To supremacy, to where you are, you will be frazzled once again. So I will I will reign in my victory. I will bask in it. And your fr- look at your face. Look at your face right now. Face? I wish I wish people you could see his face right now. He's so frazzled. It's crazy. What is my yes, first loss? Twenty nineteen. I'm not worried. What is this? What, what month are we in? May. Alyssa Turtle, we got him. How many episodes? Alyssa, how many episodes have we done? Alyssa Turtle, we got him. Right. We got him. Good job. Thanks for sending me the. Thanks for sending me that that pure Coke. Oh, so you didn't pick it? I got a little assistance. Ah, I got the. I got the. I got okay. the. I got the assist. She lobbed it up, and I, mm, I finished it. I slam dunked it home. Nah, that don't count. It does count. No, what do you mean? I, if I, I wasn't gonna get it from her, I'm gonna get it from the internet. Nah. No, it counts. Oh, it can- no, it counts. Nah, counts. Alyssa, don't listen to him. We don't, 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 don't need to be concerned look with losers. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Giants aren't concerned about the opinions of man. You know, giants are not concerned with the opinions of man. We did it. He's been frazzled. Look at his face. Got egg all over his face. He's hurt. Taking the credit Look at him. Look at somebody else. You taking the credit for somebody else? I didn't get take credit. I'm shouting her out. I'm shouting her out. Just did. It's a credit. I'm shouting her out, man. That's an assist. That was the Kobe and Shaq one-two punch. You look at your face. So sick right we, now we 21 over here like 21 whatever i don't even know if that's i don't even know if the math is right on we're that 20. but whatever <laughs> it is what it is you've been frazzled you are sick you, you live in this for a week and when you come back next week i'm saying it now frazzled again right i've been alvin williams joined as always by my frazzled look at his face <laughs> partner in true crime franco evans and we'll see you guys next week deuces Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 